20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome into the Thursday edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. I am Steve Perhatch. We've got everybody here tonight. We've got Dusty Evely. We've got Sarah Kelleher. The Bucks game is on, so I'm gonna not be paying too much attention sorry guys this is all on you tonight <laughs> we are in the fourth quarter bucks are up by one so i'm uh i'm, I'm a little uh, tense i'm a little distracted but we will uh we will press on first and foremost sarah how was las vegas it was great it was a lot of fun um i had never been there before so i had like a picture in my head of what i thought it would be and it was pretty similar to that there was <laughs> Some crazy people, lots of people, like, trying to sell you stuff on the side of the street, stuff like that. But we went to a few shows, and we went to a magic show, which was, like, um, Matt Franco. He won America's Got Talent in, like, 2014, I think. And it was super cool. And it was, like, interactive based on, like, the audience. And then we went to the Grand Did you get paid for anything? No, I didn't. Magic shows are I, like magic I get, shows and comedy shows. I always want to be near the front because I want to be involved with the show. Really? And my See, wife wants nothing to do with that. That was thing. me. I didn't raise my hand for anything because, like, I'm afraid that they're going to, like, brainwash me or something. So I'm like, <laughs> no thanks. I'm good. I'll just watch. And we went to the Grand Canyon, which was awesome. But everyone in my group, especially this one woman, stressed me out so much because she was getting so close to the edge. And I was like, we are not all going to make it back. Like, I really, really thought that we weren't all going to make it back. And it was really, really beautiful. But I was getting stressed out because she wanted to, like, climb on the rocks that were, like, right next to the edge and take a picture. And my boyfriend was like, taking all the pictures of her because she kept asking and he was like oh my gosh like I thought she was gonna fall over and I was gonna have to like pull her back and I was like no she would have grabbed you with you like taken you with her so that was very stressful but it was fun and then we went to the Beatles show which I know uh, by the way welcome to being a parent (laughs) go to on anything like that you're just constantly stressed out like oh my god stop doing that no don't do that no don't do that that, I guess, is how I felt. My mom and I, at many points, were, like, covering our eyes because we legitimately thought that this woman was going to fall off the side. And it was really scary because there had there have been some, like, recent events of people, like, falling off. And so they had a lot of, like, extra, like, security and, like, were yelling at people to, like, go back. And, like, it was just a little stressful, but it was still cool. Well, that is a new thing in America where you die trying to take an amazing photo mm-hmm. with your yeah, selfie, which is it was just selfie. photo. So, so Well, we're glad that you're back and alive and didn't die taking a selfie. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got it. We, we don't have a lot. I'm not going to lie. I can't, I can't BS you guys. We don't have a lot to talk about. There is nothing going on uh, with the Packers right now there. So we, we've come up with a few topics, but before we even get going, um, Aaron Rodgers was in game of Thrones. I don't watch game of Thrones because, I, I, well, I will not do this because I, I already, I yeah, already, leave crapped, it leave I already it crapped on the Beatles. I'm not going to crap on Game of Thrones because everybody and their mother watches Game of Thrones. So uh, my question is, what the hell is Aaron Rodgers doing? Why is he not focused on the season? Uh, like this, <laughs> this already bugs me that he's not concentrating on the new play. Like he should be locked in on the new playbook. Uh, guys, what do you think? Is I mean, am I right? I mean, I'm right, right? 
Let's see, he's out there running around, getting torched by dragons, and and not studying. <laughs> I mean, I thought this guy was a leader. You know, I just also I, which scene was he in? I don't know. I saw like four different scenes. Yeah, like, I, oh, saw I just people saw people arguing about it. They were like. This is Aaron Rodgers. This is Aaron Rodgers. This is Aaron Rodgers. I'm well, like, well, which my, one is it? My favorite one, it was the first one that came out. I can't remember who did it. It was probably Pat McAfee. But he was like, hey, here's Aaron Rodgers in this picture here with the archers, which I could kind of see for the profile. Except that archer yeah. didn't have a beard, and Aaron Rodgers clearly has a beard. Like, even in, like, the, oh. when he, when he, there's a picture of Aaron You're Rodgers, right. like, in his costume or whatever. He's like, hey, guys, thanks for letting me be on Game of Thrones and get burned alive or whatever the devil he said on Instagram. Um, He has a beard in that picture. So unless they took the beard out, not Aaron Rodgers. So and there was another one where he was running down an alley and got torched. Torched. Um, I saw that. I don't think that was him. I don't think that was him either. The best theory is that it was when Arya um, was kind of walking through the streets that she was kind of – he was in the background kind of helping him. Because he did say – I think he did say like – Oh, yeah, like one of the scenes he shot, uh, he was like helping a woman and child kind of get off to the side because there was just an absolute massacre in the streets. And uh, so I think he was kind of in the background. I think it was one of those like you you may not have even noticed. It wasn't like a, um, a Rob Mickelhenny from uh, from It's Always Sunny getting killed in the first episode. Uh, I don't think he was that prominent. I think he was kind of I'm sitting sorry, in the background. What? Oh yeah, um, um, Mac. Yeah, Mac from Always Sunny got got a crossbow arrow through the face in the first oh, nice. episode. This I season. did not yeah. know that. Him and uh, what's his face, um, Bill from Freaks and Geeks, uh, Gil Foyle from Silicon Valley. They were both like really scuzzed uh, up boatmen, and they got uh, they got murdered by a crossbow this season. That's fun. Yeah, wasn't Ed Sheeran on it a few seasons ago? Yeah, he was on it last season with his big dumb dopey face singing big <laughs> dumb dopey songs, and then. <laughs> And then, and then, uh, I want to keep pushing through. And then, and then this season, uh, you don't see him again, but they talk about Ed the ginger and how he got his eyeball, like his eyelids burned off by a dragon or something. Um, so they actually kind of kill him, but don't really kill him off screen. But yeah, he's, Ed Sheeran's a dope. He's just a big, dumb dope. Just like singing songs in the forest. He's like, let me sing you a song, little Arya. And like, just get out of here. Get who, who asked for you to be here? Get out of here. Yeah, but he has such a good voice. He you does not. That. He does yes, not. he does. No, no. I'm sorry. Apparently, sorry. he's a big dumb dope. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, Steve on my side. Yeah, that's correct, Steve. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's not. I'm sorry. I disagree. Well, you're a millennial, so we don't really believe anything you say anyway. That you know. Yeah, actually, that's pretty close to true. Yeah, pretty close. Mm. All right, so um, there we go. Game of Thrones. Done. Talked about that. Aaron Rodgers should be focusing on the playbook. Mm. Game of Thrones is stupid. All right, we move no, on. No, no, we didn't. Mm. Oh, no, we've moved on, Dustin. Don't, don't you worry. I, do you want me to get into the Beatles? Because I'll do it. We already went through this last week, and I'm not having this conversation <laughs> with you again. I'm not doing this with you again, Steve. <laughs> so there was actually NFL news. Um, it actually broke this morning. So when everybody is sitting and complaining about Packers and their organizational structure and how it's dysfunctional. Um, I would say at least we're not the Jets. <laughs> at least we are not the Jets because they went out and fired their GM this morning. Uh, they let him run free agency. They let him run the draft. And a couple of weeks later said, Meh, I think we're done now. What the hell? Why? 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 I can't. 
this does not compute in my head. I will like, answer I'm, that I'm for you. I'm trying to put the like this information into my head, and it just spits it back out. I was like, no, this is this this can't this doesn't make sense at all. There's got to be something else. There's but it does be- make sense because it's the Jets. Mm-hmm. No other organization in the NFL could do this. And I would be like, without me being like, that's really weird. But the fact that it's the Jets, I'm like, it's the Jets. Doesn't really surprise me. I feel like they do very dumb stuff like this all the time. And so I'm just not really – I mean, I think it's bizarre. But it doesn't shock me. Well, and St- Steve, you're underselling the insanity too. Not only do they fire him – they gave the interim GM position for who knows how long to crazy eyes Adam Gase. Yeah. Like it wasn't that's just how, they fired that's him. That's how I imagine the whole team, when they found out what happened, that was their reaction. The bug eyed. The bug eyed look mm-hmm. that was going around of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they gave it to Gase. He's already making deals. He's the interim GM. He already shipped off Darren Lee for a sixth round pick <laughs> to the Chiefs. Like he's already wheeling and dealing. So this whole. Uh, they legit fired him, and they were like, hey, this isn't going to come back and bite us. Like, you know, how much damage could Gase do in a couple weeks until we get a GM in? He's like, nope, half the defense. I'm just shipping out the door. I need new offensive players in here. That's exactly what happened. It's a, it's an absolute disaster, uh, and it's amazing. It's a lot of fun to watch. But, yeah, we've, we've had all the discussions lately. There's been so much going on about the Packers' power structure and how that's bad. Guess what else is bad? Having Adam Gase as your GM. So you're right, Steve. <laughs> could, could be worse. <laughs> it definitely could be worse. So I, I am so excited to see what else continues to go down with this. We did want to talk a little bit of Packers because Bucky Brooks, an NFL.com analyst, wrote a piece about some breakout players that he thinks are going to happen in 2019 under the age of 25. And a notable Packer was on the list. One Aaron Jones, running back for the Green Bay Packers, mm. is on the list. He discusses how, you know, he was potentially potentially underutilized in the last <laughs> year. Uh, something I would, Dusty and I definitely uh, talked about last year. Maybe slightly underutilized. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's jury's still out. Yeah, no way to know for sure. Survey says. <laughs> this was legitimately, legitimately every time me and Steve recorded last year, uh, Steve led off with, hey, shouldn't they be using Aaron Jones more? So, yeah, if you want to talk to someone about Aaron Jones, it's, uh, every it's time, one so Mr. Does. Steve Perhage. Just just wait. Wait till the, the new season comes on. Dusty likes to break down every single passing play for the Green Bay Packers. And even when it was passing plays, I would still continue to ask him, like, why aren't they getting Aaron Jones the ball more? Like they should be getting him the ball in the backfield a little bit and some swing passes and everything like that. And it, it, everybody in the world except for Mike McCarthy saw it, mm-hmm. and I kind of think that's why Mike McCarthy doesn't have a job now. Potentially, yes. Potentially. Anyway, so Aaron Jones, he says, you know, he had good numbers in the limited use that he was he was done. Uh, LaFleur likes to implement that run game and he should be the lead back out of the three. I mean, for, for all of us, it's an obvious pick as to an under 25 guy that, that should have, that could potentially have that breakout year. Well, do you guys want to add something to that? Because I mean, for, you know me, it's, I've been beating this drum for, for over a year. This is a, this is a very obvious thing to me, but I, I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say. Yeah, I mean, in my mind, the only thing to hold him back this year is is health. 
Uh, I think Lafleur, with um, you know, just his his talk multiple times about you know marrying the run in the pass game, and you just see what was what he did with the running back in both L.A. and also in um, in Tennessee last year. Uh, Aaron Jones is a perfect fit for that system. So the the only thing holding back is health. Uh, if he if he gets on the field, I, I mean, there, I, I think we talked about this last week, Steve. Um, I think they are going to split the load a little, um, but I but Jones is still going to get more carries than the other two. Um, and when he touches the ball more, he's going to do very good things. So, yeah, I mean, provided he stays healthy, there's no reason to think that he's not going to have a monster season. Yeah, we did. We talked. That was one of the big things we said as well was that there's no running back in the world that should be getting every touch. Not even right. Le'Veon Bell, no, nobody in the world. But when you have, like, these three guys that you have, the major, like the, the bigger share needs to be going to Aaron Jones when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Correct. Yeah. And I think kind of like what we've already said, when we saw this and any other, you know, people that follow the Packers or write about the Packers, talk about the Packers, it was like this was a no brainer. We've like you said, Steve, have been saying this for a long time. And I think just like you said, Dusty, as long as he can stay healthy, it will be another great and even better if he gets more touches year for him. Exactly. So this this is gonna be fun. Uh Came out today uh, that Colin Cowherd has made a couple of statements about Aaron Rodgers. And I, while we were looking for topics to talk about, I floated this to you guys and you both kind of erupted and briefly quit the show. Me and Sarah almost (laughs) spun off without you. I'm so sorry that I wanted to talk about something because Colin Cowherd has been famously all over the board on Aaron Rodgers. He said he wasn't elite, said he is elite, um, said that, you know, it's over, and now he has come out and said uh, in the last clip from his show, I believe it was actually today, that people should not be sleeping on Aaron Rodgers, and they uh, they are actually a Super Bowl sleeper in his mind because for the last two years – no, no, wait, wait, 18 months, 18 months. <laughs> they have been quietly amassing young talent on the defense and actually giving themselves a shot at competing because they have this young – affordable defense with Aaron Rodgers' large contract. I just I'm gonna open the floor to you guys because I know you have some some huge takes on Colin Cowherd. I tried to tell you that I, I met him earlier and he was a nice guy and that did not fly very well with Dusty. So you guys just take it away. I'm gonna watch the Bucks game. I'm gonna let you guys just rip on him and I will I'm I'll be listening, believe me. I think a lot of what he says is just kind of says it to say it. And he has some hot takes, and he kind of just does it for clicks sometimes. Because, like Steve said, one day he's saying Aaron Rodgers is elite. The other day he says he isn't. And to be honest, I don't think anyone in particular was sleeping that hard on Aaron Rodgers. Like, were they sleeping on the Packers? Maybe a little bit heading into this season. But Aaron Rodgers was unhealthy for pretty much the whole season last year. And I think everyone that follows sports in general knew that. I mean, we saw what happened week one. We saw how he came back, but we saw how he struggled after that and that that affected the team as well. So I don't think in to start that many people were sleeping on Aaron Rodgers that bad. So for him to just come out and say it, I was just like, whatever, this is just another one of his takes to get people talking. He loves to get people talking. Mm-hmm. And 
I really think it was nothing more than that. All the comments, people were like, you hate Wisconsin sports. Why are you like saying something nice about us? And I was like, well, that's what he wants. He wants mm-hmm. you guys to come in here and comment that. And I mean, not a big fan. I think Dusty has a little bit of a stronger opinion about this than me, but that was just <laughs> kind of my takeaway from it. I think what he said about the Packers being sleeper Super Bowl contenders is kind of accurate i really don't know i think there's a lot of unknowns going into this season still maybe the year after they could be a legitimate super bowl contender once you know they're set in the new offense that some of these new guys i mean i think he said in the video they have seven new starters in the past specifically 18 months (laughs) on the defense so once those things get adjusted and everyone finds their niche and finds their role in that i think they are a serious contender but right now, I'm just not so sure. Yeah, it's it's a fun clip because it gives you a chance to maybe agree with some points, uh, riff on some stuff, and then also um, talk about some dumb points he made and also um, Dom Capers being bad. So, it, man, really, really just a whole lot of fun stuff to unpack. So, first of all, yeah, he kind of starts off by saying um, that the Packers – he says the Packers are, are sleeper Super Bowl contenders, and he says that because he's talking about Peter King had released his, power, his uh, preseason power ranking list – uh, putting the Packers at 14th. Uh, and so he goes from the Packers are a, you know, sleeper, sleeper Super Bowl contender to somehow comparing Aaron Rodgers to LeBron James because in Colin Cowherd's yes. mind, and I think it was, it, it was strained. It was a strained, strained connection between them two. But I think in Cowherd's mind and um, a lot of other people, you know, the team goes as far as the quarterback takes them, which isn't necessarily true. If, you, if you're good, it's the quarterback. If you're bad, it's the quarterback. And so basically Cowherd's entire point is, uh, well, there there should be a sleeper because um, Aaron Rodgers is going to be good. Well, and then he kind of talks about the defense. But he kind of puts a lot more on Rodgers than he should because he's Colin Cowherd and that's what he does. Um, but the big thing I kind of want to – the big thing I kind of want to touch on is um, – so he made a point, and St- Steve, you've joked about it, and we joked about it ahead of time as well, that uh, he kept saying in the past two years – I mean 18 months. I mean 18 months. And his big point that he kept, he kept bringing up this whole time is in the Rodgers era – uh, the Packers have not, and I, I'm paraphrasing here. The Packers have not had a a young defense this talented um, and this cheap that they have invested this much draft capital in uh, since Rodgers. Therefore, they will be good. So I went back through the draft. Went back through the draft because why not? That's I'm, not accurate. Because I'm doing fun stuff here. So um, so we're gonna go. We're gonna go ahead and we're gonna lop out 2018 and 2019 because Cowherd covered those. Cowherd covered those um, in 2017. First four players off the board for the Packers' defensive side. 2016, four of the first five were on defense. 2015, three of the first four. 2014, three of the first five. 2013, only one of the first five, but that one was their first-round pick. Um, And 2012 was six of the first six. Do you guys want to take a guess at the first or the last time the Packers took an offensive player with Derek their Sherrod. first pick in the draft. That's Derek Sherrod. That's correct, Woo! Steve. In 2011. So in 2011, their first three players off the board were offensive players. It was Sherrod, Cobb, and who was the third pick? Mm, Alex yeah, Green. Yeah. It was Alex oh, Green, oh. the first de- <laughs> first right. defensive player off the ball. ball. So oh it was Devon House. So if you want to go back, and this all, I mean, this tracks, right? Because in 2010, the Packers were the number two scoring defense in the league. They won the Super Bowl. 2011, they stock up on offense, which you know, that's not bad. I mean, I was really – I thought Green was going to be good, and he was not. Cobb was obviously here for a long time, one of my favorite Packers. Uh, Sherrod had that terrible leg break. 
But it makes sense that they went offense heavy. So in every draft after that, I mean, if you look, and some of these names are horrendous. Like 2012, they led off with Nick Perry, Jarrell Worthy, Casey Hayward, Mike Daniels, Jerron McMillan, Terrell Manning. They didn't take an offensive player to the seventh round. Then you've got Dayton Jones in 2013 as the first player off the board. Eddie Lacy in the second. And then uh, Bakhtiari, uh, Treader, Jonathan Franklin. So they went a little more offense heavy, that one. Uh, 2014, HaHa Clinton Dix, Devontae Adams. Kyrie Thornton, uh, Richard Rogers, wow. Carl Bradford, uh, Lindsley, 2015, Randall Rollins. Then you had uh, Jake Ryan in the fourth. Uh, Kenny Clark, 2016, Kenny Clark, Kyler Fackrell, Blake Martinez. I don't want to keep going through all these. Um, my point is, well, even if you go back to 2017, I am going to go through all these. Even if you go back to 2017, <laughs> which is past Cowherd's 18-month cutoff, you got Kevin King, Josh Jones, Montrevious Adams, and Vince Beagle. The top four picks in that draft were on the defensive side of the ball. So, Cowherd's wrong because the Packers have done this before, but also there have been talented players on this defense that did not realize their potential because of capers. I mean, you've got in that, you know, I'd named Casey Hayward, but Micah Hyde was taken later during that time as well. So, I mean, you've got these, they have invested significant draft capital in the past. This is not the first time they've done this. In fact, they've been essentially doing this since the 2012 season have been doing nothing, which is why the offense has suffered some because they spent so much on the defense, not the offensive side of the ball. So, I mean, it's they are doing it. I do think the defense is going to be better this year because of Petten, but not because of their draft strategy because their draft strategy has essentially been the same for like seven years now. So, again, you get you get to talk about some things and then also say, Cowherds, you're dumb. It's been very obvious. You ask any Packers fans <laughs> to say like, Hey, what's the Packers draft strategy been the past seven years? And they would say defense first, because that's exactly what they focus on. It's exactly what they focused on. Uh, it's not just been the past 18 months. It's been the past seven years. So, um, yeah, get, I don't know, get out of here, coward, I guess. <laughs> I mean, uh, he's not, I mean, I, and I think I'm optimistic, but I do think that they are a sleeper Super Bowl contender. I do think the defense will be better this year, not necessarily because of how they drafted, but because of who they have running the defense and now who they have running the offense as well. But the, the idea that they've never spent, uh, high draft capital on the defensive side of the ball in the Rodgers era is 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 wrong on a lot of levels that it takes 30 seconds to check. Um, I don't yeah, know, is that I long mean, enough the, the more, we hit 20 the more minutes? Accurate, the more accurate description is they haven't spent high-level offensive draft picks. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh, you could argue that point. If you wanted to go that route, that makes perfect sense, except oh, you that can't because they didn't use sense. it. Yeah. But. Uh, I would like to. I would also like to point out that the Bucks are up eight with twenty eight points four seconds left. So I'm, I'm my my focus is back on you guys. I know we we're almost near the end of the show, but uh, I went I went I longer need... than I intended to because I saw you not looking at us, Steve, and I was like, we gotta I gotta wait for Steve to come back. In I was still listening. You <laughs> come on, I am I am. You know you don't you have no faith in me, Dusty. I am very mm. multi talented. I can mm. refresh my screen because. By the way, this is something I also wanted to talk about. TNT, you suck. Your streaming services are horrible. I have had to refresh this thing so many times because just just god awful streaming services. So I'm sure, would... I'm sure there's a lot of people watching right or listening right now that also have been uh, feeling the same thing. So yeah, just some bad bad stuff. And what I'd like to add is, you know, I was I was streaming TNT two or three years ago, so I'm glad to see that they've not even attempted to get better since then because that no. was their issue two to three years ago. Not even a little bit. That's great. Not even a little bit. Good for them. So it looks like the Bucks be up, be up uh, in one. Colin Cowherd sucks. That's something we can all pretty much agree on. <laughs> I think uh, 
that's a, that's a good place to stop. But before we go, we will be giving Sarah a homework assignment because apparently she has finished her her classic Oreos. But Dusty did a, did a taste test. Uh, mm. We need to we need to hear a little bit because uh, it, for our our one friend who does enjoy timing our Oreo cookie talk, mm. feel free to start your timer right now. Mm-hmm. Dusty, I want to hear. You had two different types of Oreos, and I also had one. So uh, I what, did. I want to hear what you hear. Steve, you've been banging the drum for the fudge covered, um, and then I went to go pick those up, and then I also picked up the s'mores Oreos because why not? Um, uh, the fudge covered was good. Uh, you you were talking about your fudge covered were like basically your one B to classic Oreo for all yep. time, which I think it was good. I honestly think it was a bit much. I, I wasn't like I did like the Oreo um, the Oreo wafer was still crispy. It wasn't soggy. It was still crispy. You still had that Oreo taste, but I felt like the fudge detracted too much from the taste. I felt like I felt like if they just gave me like a big brick of that fudge, it would have tasted roughly the same as a fudge covered <laughs> Oreo. Like it wasn't. This, this it wasn't. Weird. It wasn't no, no, that no. different. It was fine. It was fine. I, you know, you, I'm not going to say too many bad to, things about it. You have to be able to understand that. Like, it's going to be a little bit more chocolate, fudge covered, obviously. But man, like the the essence of an Oreo is the crispiness of the cookie, and that was a crisp damn cookie. It was, but I also want to be able to taste the Oreo, and I feel like I couldn't taste enough. It was like a um, like an Oreo cake pop, but not soggy. Which is fine. It's just not. It's not going to be something I'm going to go to. So I don't know. I liked it. I didn't eh, love it. Whatever. And then the s'mores one was s'mores one was fine. It, it couldn't really taste everything in there. Like it didn't really nope. like the the nope. cookie itself didn't really taste like a graham cracker. But then you also had the two. We had two levels. So of was the, it a graham cracker cookie? I think it was supposed to be a graham cracker cookie, but it didn't taste uh-huh. graham crackery. And then you had the um, the two different types of filling. Thing. You had like a chocolate and a marshmallow. But I couldn't really tell much of the difference. Like it, overall, it was like um tasted like a just like another Oreo with that kind of cookie. Like it didn't, if you would have handed it to me, I would have said, that's fine. That's, that's a fine cookie. Um, it did not taste like s'mores at all. So slightly disappointed. Cause I had really high hopes for that. That was going to be really good. All right, Sarah, tell us what's what's going to be your next, uh, Oreo purchase. We'll, I honestly by don't the next know. Week, by the I, next week. You'll have I know I'm going, one. well, I'm going this weekend. Cause I told you guys, I finished my original pack so i need to buy a new pack mm-hmm. and you have guys convinced me that i can't buy the original again and that i need to try something new they do so when i go to the store or 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 you could buy two packs of cookies that's true that's crazy. i know it's a crazy thought but you know you could have so, more than one slow down steve slow Ooh, i'm getting down. crazy over here <laughs> so you're just gonna go and kind of feel it out sarah kind of see what's on the shelf see what grabs yeah. you yeah Probably like send you guys a picture and be like, "Oh, that's good." What are yeah. you suggesting? Because I don't, okay. I like when I go, I literally have like tunnel vision. I just grab the one I need and then I leave. So I haven't really sat there and like examined. Have you have you had the peanut butter, Sarah? Have you had the peanut butter ones yet? Yeah, I have. I I mean, I think they're good. I'm not like a huge peanut butter person okay. though, so that's okay. probably why I'm not like crazy about them. But I think they're good. So. Okay. Yeah, I I completely agree. Picked up the peanut butter ones. Thought they were good, not great. That was, fair. Dusty, that was Dusty's number one. So, oh man, I love that cookie so much. I, I tell you, I went and I saw those on the shelf, and I don't always see them. And it was everything in my power to not just buy those. So I branched out for you guys because I love you guys, and I want to try uh, especially the fudge, Steve, which you've been banging the drum for. I so I did that instead of the peanut butter. I appreciate that you tried that, Dusty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate I'm, that. I'm team player, Steve. 
Uh, just so everybody knows, uh, the three of us are tossing around the idea of starting a food podcast. So we want <laughs> we want names. We need a name of a good podcast because we can't do it. We can't figure it out ourselves. It's just not happening. Oh, and uh, just and just to put this out there, we can't do snack a day because we will not be doing it every day because we no, will die. No, so we've already that, that one's yeah. been ruled out already. Just to let everyone know, maybe a once a week. It's podcast. a killer name. It'd be a perfect a name. We snack just, a day we podcast would be amazing, but I'm we not going to – I don't want to talk to these fools every single day. I don't want to try any snack every day. I feel like I would die. <laughs> but if you're interested in snacks, go follow <laughs> go follow Snack Stalker on Instagram because it's yeah. a really good account. So. Yeah, Sarah, you, you tossed that my way, and I have not been disappointed, so thank you. <laughs> that was the weirdest like promotion for something you're not involved in at all. <laughs> it's just the most generic thing. Hey, hey you hey you kids, you like do you like snacks? You like snack foods? Like I, snack I, foods? I I I too, a regular person like snack foods. If you enjoy snack foods like I do. <laughs> well done, Sarah. Uh well, I mean, this has been impressive. We we officially talked about nothing for a good like half hour 45 minutes i'm pretty impressed with us and we Mm. ended it all with some oreo cookie talk but we will be back again next week uh hopefully we will have something uh a little more packers friendly because they'll give us something to talk about but we are we are officially in the doldrums of the boring part of the season for the packers but uh my my fingers crossed i'm really gonna hope that i can get dusty and sarah on board with uh talking about Packers uniforms next week. Um, Cause I kind of, I, I enjoy when the internet explodes because of, of stupid, stupid things and the Packers need new uniforms. And I think that's something we should discuss. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll go there next week. Maybe. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I'm ready for it, Steve. Yes. I don't oh, know if I'm ready for yeah, what the reaction is going to be. I feel like but... you guys might actually get into a real fight. <laughs> I thought it was going to happen last week. I legitimately thought it was going to happen last week. <laughs> It did not, so I think we're solid, no, man. Listen, well, I think we're good. Dusty has a lot of stupid stuff to say, but you know, I still love him, and we, we you know, we move on. And he, yeah, I, I have stupid you're things right. to say as well. I was, I was the one saying stupid things last week, Steve. Me, <laughs> I Me, really the, appreciate that you're the the bigger man, the man who respects the Beatles for all their contributions of music. I'm the one who's dumb and not level headed. That's fine, Steve. That's fine. No, I appreciate you. I appreciate appreciate you being honest. That's really nice of you. I can't make it next week. But that no, that'll that'll be it for us. We'll end on uh, Dusty's apology to me, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. We will be back. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on Packaday Podcast uh, at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Kelleher, at C Perhatch. Hit us all up on Twitter, and you know there's going to be some stupid stuff going around tonight about how uh, how Dusty is wrong about everything. But feel free to hit us on Twitter, and we will catch you guys next week. As always, go pack go. One kick away from the NFC Championship game from the 41. Left hash mark. 51 yard. Field goal attempt. Snap. Play 